Hey everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is January 9th, it's episode 28th. My name is Dan Curry. Hope everyone's having a good 2019 so far. Uh, I am here in this hallway area slash living room <laughs> with Clinton. Clinton, how's 2019 so far? That's good. Yeah? What are we, eight days, seven days, nine days? Nine days in. You nine don't even days. listen to my intro, man. I don't ever listen to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. You look cozy. It was cold before you came over. I turned the heat up. Yeah, it's pretty it warm now. Yeah. <laughs> I found this uh, sweater today in my back of my closet, and it's real nice. I think it's the sign of a good year. Uh, Neil, how are you over there, man? I'm good. I am also cold. Uh, I'm gearing up for uh, a move this weekend, albeit a mm-hmm. small move, but a move nonetheless. So I got a lot of I got a lot of to dos on my mind. Right, right. Well, good luck with that, man. I hope everything goes smoothly. Hey, thanks. And uh, things like that. Um, before we get started, you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes, all that stuff. Comment wherever you want. Or you can email us at GameGoosePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Clinton, you been playing anything video game related? I know you had like a lot of D&D. Every time I talked to you, it seemed like that's what you were doing. Yeah. Well, started a new campaign. And then Sunday, I'm starting another campaign. So, yeah, a lot of D&D. Uh, but <clears throat> I did play something and... You always put me on the spot every week, and I <laughs> how do I put you? No, it's coming, and I just never think about it until you ask. Uh, I've been playing Stardew. Yes, right. Uh, well, how far are you now? Because you were. I'm still in it. winter. Okay. I haven't played it much. Uh, I played. Jesus, there's something that's like bouncing off the top of my brain, and I can't Did think you play what more it is. No, was it Xbox Switch? I don't know. <laughs> You'll think of it in the middle of Neil's. Yeah. Uh, but we played some Overwatch mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, first time played that in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you didn't get to play with us the other day, but they started the like small mini event to get the Ana skin. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Ana stuff. So you win nine games, you get a skin. It's like three, it's an icon. Oh, like the like the D.Va? Yep, the D.Va one last year. Okay. Um, I love the skin. I think the skin's super cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that started, we kind of were struggling yesterday. It was really weird. It was that classic overwatch. Like we were super frustrated and we couldn't win or we steamrolled people. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much that. Yeah. We had a, like one or two back and forth games, but other than that, it's always a gamble with uh mystery heroes. Yep. For sure. Yeah. The more we play it, the less <laughs> I enjoy mystery heroes. I feel like I never get fun heroes. Mystery heroes is just the best arcade way like the way to get yeah. the loot boxes yeah. and courtney is really into the loot boxes right now because she has nothing <laughs> so it's like for me it's like whatever i actually yeah. like mr heroes a lot I, to I, some extent i but. enjoyed it for a while there while we were playing a bunch but I, I don't know lately i just haven't had the time to like keep playing right so i haven't i've kind of fallen off and i haven't like been building those skills so i'm right. just like yeah, I do enjoy Mystery Heroes, um, just because sometimes I get annoyed when we play Quick Play, and it's like everyone's picking Widow and Hanzo and yeah. Ash constantly. So that gives me a break from that. But I'm ready to get into more Quick Play or even some comp yeah. sometime soon. We got to do our placements. Yep. Uh, Neil, anything you've been playing besides Overwatch? You know it. Um, I got into Celeste. 
Right. A, it's the free gold, one of the free gold games if you're an Xbox Live member, even if you're not. Um, it's been out for a while, so I'm sure it's pretty cheap on, if it's even on PlayStation, definitely on computer. Um, I know it's on Switch. It's like 15 bucks. Um, and I am having a blast. Yeah, because um, when I was talking about wanting to play it, you were saying it's something that didn't sound like it interested you at all. Yeah, in the videos I had watched, I didn't really understand exactly how the game worked. Uh, <clears throat> I knew it was definitely a, a platformer, and I thought it was uh, more of a platformer than a puzzle game. But getting it, oh, once I started playing it, I realized that each room is basically its own like platforming puzzle. It's not like a side-scroller like Super Mario, where you know you have to make it through the entire continuous level, even if there are checkpoints. Um, but... This one, you walk into a room and you can you can jump and you can essentially double jump. You get a little dash in the air where you can go any direction, um, and you can climb walls and stick to walls for a for a, a small amount a small amount of time. The whole thing is your mountain climber trying to climb this abandoned city slash mountain, and uh, so yeah, it 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 tickles the the puzzle gamer in me where you know i don't have to worry about an entire level i just walk into one room i can usually see all the room at once and i go okay how do i do this um so much so that you can beat the game without getting these little strawberries but they'll they'll drop a strawberry in a level in a room or two just to like tempt you you don't need them at all it's essentially just bragging rights at the end of the game um, right it's kind of like the coins and i Mario like the or- yeah, I like the gameplay, and I like figuring out how to get it so much that I've I've actually been doing it when I can. There's been a couple where I'm just like, nope, not even going to look at it. Uh, right. But it's a, it's a really good game so far, and the story is not bad either. Nice. It might be the next game I play. I'm not sure. I've been playing a lot of platformers, but we'll see. Um, just because it was one I really wanted to play last year and didn't get around to. Uh, Clinton, you made a face while he was talking about Celeste, so um, yeah, you either played I, Celeste or you tried something else. No, I remembered what I was playing. I had opened up uh, Sea of Thieves a few times. Oh, yeah. I've been monkeying around in there and having fun. Solo? Yeah, just I'll just pop in by myself, and I'll do it occasionally with, like, hey, if someone wants to join me, they can. Nice. They never last. I feel like people, like, jump in, and I don't use my headset at all, so I don't talk to them, so maybe that's part of it, but... Right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I've been enjoying it popping in and just turning the ship and driving it around. That's something I've been wanting to try recently because and... of the updates and stuff. Because there's the skeleton ships now, right? Everywhere? I, I don't know. Oh, I okay. haven't run into them, but mm. I don't um, really go looking for trouble. Right. Yeah, it's a game I've been thinking about popping into at some point again. Uh, just I saw this thing yesterday. Apparently players are doing this thing called cannonballing each other. <laughs> It is really dumb, but you know me, I love dumb stuff. So I guess like when a character's not paying attention, you hold out a cannonball, and when they turn around, it'll just be in their face. <laughs> and then you try to take a screenshot of a cannonball in their face. <laughs> what? Uh, that sounds like something that video gamers would would think <laughs> so to do. It's called cannonballing. Um, Could you yeah. always shoot yourself out of the cannons in that game? Yeah. You can't shoot yourself, and when other I, people yeah. can shoot you. No, you can no, shoot yourself. No, you shoot yourself. You've always been oh, able to shoot yourself. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, you can't aim yourself. Correct. You can't aim yourself. You can only just press a button to fly out. I think you can aim yourself now. Gotcha. Yeah, before you couldn't. Yeah, I discovered that, and I was like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah, because I would remember getting out of the cannon and like aiming my aiming the cannon and then getting in and yeah. shooting myself. Um, Yeah, I, I've played a couple games. I played Overwatch, obviously. 
I'm still in Final Fantasy X. Uh, I finally have hit a point where there's like a character, like a fight I'm having difficulty with for yeah. the first time because I'm not a child anymore. <laughs> so I've died twice. Uh, I'll have to try it again. You have um, to go back and grind out a little. Maybe, yeah. And I actually opened Hearthstone yesterday and played for a while. Dangerous. I know. Um, yeah. But I have a bunch of like gold and dust saved up. So I just cashed on and all that because I was like, either like I'm going to never play it again. Right. Or... Never play it again or I'll like it and at least have something to like play, play with. with. Yeah. So I like put made like two high level hunter decks. It worked because it was like they both kind of, you know, switched, meshed, together, meshed yeah. with each other. And I went, uh, I think, 13 and 2 because nice. I'm really low rank. And uh, it's interesting because I, I did, it did not hook me again. And I'm like, did it not hook me because I was just flying through the low ranks or am I just not into this anymore? So it was fine. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to like get back into it. And then I've been trying this uh, trial. This is half a video game for Switch, Switch Fitness Boxing. And I think I'm going to buy it hmm. once my trial runs out. Um it's pretty fun, and it's like not a super hard workout, but it definitely gets me like moving, moving a, a little bit. Hey, and, thirty uh, minute, thirty minutes of cardio twice a week. Does, yeah, does wonders for your metabolism. Nice. Yeah, uh, right now because I'm in the trial, you can only do the ten minute workouts, daily workouts. Um, there's a good amount of stuff in the trial, but things are locked away. So, um, yeah, but I like it, and the music is like it's 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 uh, instrumentals of pop songs yeah and they're but they're pop songs i know they're not like the best songs in the world but yeah. they're not just just generic yeah yeah they has got they got a couple lady gaga songs so i have right now i only have three songs i have kelly clarkson stronger which you start with and i have bad romance exactly <laughs> and then i got all about that bass but there's like uh Moves like Jagger and all kinds of stuff like that eventually. Uh, so, But it's kind of like a rhythm game. You have to like punch and it's kind of like Rock Band or something like that where things come up and you have to do certain moves at, in time. So I like it. Hopefully it make me a little a bit of a healthier person. The guys at work were talking about Bubble Butt today. Oh, that video? That song. Oh, this the song? Just Did you the tell song, them to watch yeah. the video? Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were, one had seen the video and the other one hadn't. Yeah, that's a weird video. Yeah. If you're out there, check out that video. Not safe for work. If you're in here, check out that video. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be in here, but uh, Neil, do you have any gaming history? I know we've been a little low. Uh, we are still low, but I have two things for you. One of which is just kind of a funny offhand thing. On January sixth in two thousand and two, um, Futurama did a "What if life were more like a video game?" episode. And in it, a character says, all your base are belong to us, which is just one of my favorite video game references. Yeah, and the name of the book I'm reading. Yep, um, which is an English, if you haven't heard it, it is an English English translation of the 1989 Japanese video game Zeroing, um, which became infamous for how poorly trans- translated it was. <laughs> all your oh. base are belong to us. Um, oh, the early internet, too. Yeah. And then, um, on January 11, 2011, Mass Effect 2 came out. Wow, which, really? That's an early release yeah. for a AAA title. And then, well, then I guess on the same day, actually, uh, I'll say this, because I think the new one's coming soon, Kingdom Hearts uh, Re-Coded. Yep, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out this month. Yep. Is it this month? 
mm-hmm. end of this month. Interesting. My Looks bold... like Kingdom Hearts are a uh, a January release because I think there was another one. Hmm. My bold prediction for it is that it's going to come out and be okay. <laughs> I think people are have a little bit of nostalgia and like waiting for it is going to hurt it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to yeah, be amazing. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fine, but just like waiting so long for it, it's going to kind of hurt yeah. hurt it a little bit. Yeah, I am so not excited for it. I will people not be are, playing it. People but. are going to be uh, upset with how much Japanese anime characters <laughs> right, right, cause they're gonna, on. Yeah, because they're going to think it's all Disney or Because they forget how much of that story is just about Riku and Kairi. And, yeah, just another Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, upcoming games, uh, Thursday, J- January 10th is Tales of Vesperia, the definitive edition that's for Switch, Xbox, PS4, and PC. I think that's similar to, what was the, your favorite one? Tales it's of the, Symphonia. Right. Same, yeah. Same thing. Basic idea. Um, Friday, January 11th, Mario and Luigi Bowers, Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey comes to 3DS. Um, if you've never played any of those games, if you've ever 3DS, those are cool. Those are kind of like, um, the Mario RPG series now. So if you liked Mario RPG or the first, the Paper Mario for <coughs> 64, that's kind of where you want to head. And Thursday, January 15th, The Walking Dead, the final season, is finally starting back up with episode three for PC, PS4, and Xbox. Because um, that, we all know that got shut down and revived. So, But this so. is revived in a sense that they're finishing this game or they will do more after this? I, they're at least just finished. Well, this is the final season. I'm not sure if they're they're just taking over um, the comic book company that makes that publishes Walking Dead. Excuse me. Um, it took it over, I believe. Gotcha. Or at least is funding the end of the game. All right, let's uh, head into news. Uh, speaking of Hearthstone, a bunch of former top Hearthstone designers are making a Marvel game. Is it that fun? Do we yep. know, is it a Marvel card game? Nothing. It does not say anything We don't know like nothing. That. But it's like the top dogs that used to be in Hearthstone. Like, Ben Brode was the, the game designer, the lead um, game director, and he took off, and then he took, like, two or three major Hearthstone people with him. Um, so they left, and they started a thing called Second Dinner, which is an indie studio, and they started working. I'm not quite sure when they figured out it was a Marvel game, um, but that's what they're doing. So they, they've gotten funding from Marvel and a, a Chinese company called NetEase. So we'll see. All right. Be interesting. Um, but it's funny cause, uh, NetEase is a co-developer on Diablo Immortal, the one that caused the big controversy for Blizzard. Oh, good. So we'll see what it's, uh, what it'll be like. If it was a Marvel card game, that'd be super dope. But I have a feeling that it's not. Um, speaking of Marvel, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man is getting something Fantastic Four related soon. I know you guys haven't played it, but I do like this game. And another thing I'm going to get into DLC. I don't think it's going to be big DLC. Everyone's kind of thinking it's probably just a costume. But it is cool um, that it's getting anything from any other world because it's owned by Sony and Fantastic Four is owned by Fox. So... Slash Disney. I don't think the deals have gone all the way through yet, but pretty close. They're, yeah, from what I know, it's pretty close. Yep. So we're just going through the small things first. Uh, I know we've been talking about this for a while, so I wanted to pop it out there. Yoshi's Crafted World 
and Kirby's extra epic yarn got release dates. We never really talk about the epic yarn thing. But Yoshi's Crafted World that we've been talking about, it comes out on March 29th. So pretty close. Yeah. That's like what Nintendo said they wanted to do was like announce things and then they're out soon. And that when we were talking about what we were excited for for 2019, this is the kind of stuff I was excited for was just announcements and things coming out as opposed to actual games. Because I'm sure so many more companies seem to be doing this. They announce something and then it comes out a couple months later as opposed to waiting years and years. Yoshi's been announced for a while, though. True, true. But at least, you know, there wasn't like a release date. But you're right. Yoshi's been around for a long time. Um, Since the Switch launched, I feel like Yoshi was getting talked about. That's true. I I forgot about that. Um, But I do like that they don't give you like some release date and keep pushing it back or give you a release date that's like two years out and you know it's not even going to be the release date anyway. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because we knew we were getting a Yoshi, I guess, before we knew we were getting a Smash Brothers. Yeah. Which is wild. But, um, and I'm, I'm going to wait on this. I do like Yoshi games. I'm going to see exactly. What yeah, I'd be are. interested to see what the what the uh, holdup was. I mean, obviously, you'll never know what it was. Yeah. But it looks, if it was worth their, like, announcing it and waiting. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, it look looks like a yeah, interesting Mario game. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and this is an update to a thing we've been following for a while from IGN. So remember we were talking about Bethesda uh, Fallout a Shelter? They sued Warner Brothers oh, for yeah. making a... Their app, their game was really, Westworld. really based yeah. on the same code or something? Yep. Um, so we have no idea exactly what happened, but they have been settled. And we don't know exactly what went down. But it said Bethesda Softworks and Behavior Interactive jointly announced today that the parties have amicably amicably, sorry, resolved the lawsuit Bethesda brought against Behavior and others related to the Fallout Shelter, Shelter and Westworld mobile games. And that's it. So Bethesda got paid. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the Probably only a way. good chunk yep. of money. Yep. So they settled out of court. Um, no one knows. So anyway, that's it. It's over with. Kind of anticlimactic, but sometimes that's how the law works. Yeah, especially with big companies, they don't want they don't want people knowing their their dirty business. Mm -hmm. Um, and we talked about this last week, I believe. Uh, We're talking about the new console coming out from the people uh, from Slightly Mad Studios who made Project Cars, the Mad Box. So they have revealed some photos. Uh, If you go to IGM, they have that, and you can check them out. Um, If just to remind you guys it's supposed to be very fast like as fast as a fast computer from two years from now it's, it's supposed to be, be a vr kind of yep thing, it's going right? to support vr headsets um and it's going to be basically what he says it's going to be like a, a developer developer's dream like he says like the best thing is basically to develop for this because it will go to anything else um it's kind of his plan to get games because that's one thing i was wondering about and uh Yep, so it says tech will allow developers to basically hit a button and deploy their tech to all major consoles on PC. Doubt it. Right. <laughs> but he says it's not crowdfunded and it already has investors. So that's pretty interesting. There hasn't been a newcomer to the console game yeah. in a really long time. Since the Xbox. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so that's just a little interesting. They look really cool. I want to turn it around for Clinton so he can f- confirm that I think they look cool. I oh. saw it, and I oh, don't think you? it looks that cool. I All think right. it's like, <laughs> why are you taking up so much space? I don't know how big they are. That's the tough thing is there's nothing for scale. Yeah. 
Um, but I do like the colors on it. Though. You can buy them in different colors. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like a rabbit because it's got like, <laughs> yeah. like it goes up and down in the middle and up. Um, but I do like the different colors. That's kind of cool. It's called the Mad Box, right? Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's shaped like an M. Yeah, I guess it, okay. Yeah, Mad Box sounds like a torture device. The Mad Box. And it's kind. I'm not crazy about the name, but yeah. I mean, but it is slightly Mad Studios so. Xbox. Yeah, but yeah. Anything that has box is like kind of taken. Could be the Mad Station. <laughs> anything that has like the, something that someone else has. I don't know. Yeah, there's no good names for consoles. Though. True, true. I don't think anything's ever come out. They're like, yeah, That's cool, man. perfect. Side they should just ask Nintendo. <laughs> Dreamcast. <laughs> Nintendo's the great. The Wii U. The Switch is probably the bet, like one of the better ones. It's yeah. simple, kind of explains what it does. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes those cool noises when you plug in. The yeah, the things. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are great. All right, this last one is kind of two articles in a row, because this is pretty nuts. Um, Overwatch-related. So the first one, they're both from Overwatch, uh, or from, sorry, Kotaku, these two, but they've been anywhere, everywhere. So the first one that came around was Overwatch Pro quits after harassment over whether she was really playing. So there was a new, uh, there was a amateur, not amateur, like a pro-am kind of team. Challenge, um, yeah, it's a challengers. So yeah. it's like the the farm teams for the pro teams. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like a semi-pro or not even that. I'm trying to think of what they would be called. Um, still professionals, but not as high as the actual ones. So, Semi-pro? I think they are. It just amateur minor league. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I think they are still just amateur players. It's not like anyone getting paid. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, because it seems ranked. like they're getting roster. I don't know. That's not really the Here thing. I guess. Yeah. I I just got guess I got to learn more about the minor league. But um, so basically, there was a character named Ellie that got put on a team called Second Wind, which was one of the minor league teams, and it just said Ellie, no front. Or no first name, last name. We weren't really sure exactly who it was. And she, she had no front or back. She had no front or back. And people started, you know, because the gaming scene is pretty sexist. Everyone was like, oh, she's not real. There's no way there'd be a girl playing. Da, da, da. Well, it's all well, these other pro well, players. Back it up there. Back it up there. Yeah. There was also, there was also a good amount of uh, skepticism in that her profile, um, which was only a year old, um, made it within that time, um, unheard. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody right. knew. And like the pros, they all know each other. Even like, kind of down, they all play against her. They play against each other. The top five hundred see each other all the time because they're the only ones good enough to play the other top five hundred people. Right. This girl, this girl got up there in less than a year, which is right. rare. Rare so much as it hasn't happened before. Nobody right. has got there that fast. So people are like, "Who the hell are you?" Right. And then Dan, take it from there. But it, d- yeah. it doesn't help that she was a girl. I'm not no, saying sexism not. isn't alive and well. So, yeah, even like the Washington Justice Assistant Manager was pretty uh, upset because people were like, we got to find out who this is. And they were going to like dox her and things like that. So, um, people, uh, the general manager of Washington Justice, Kate Mitchell, said it's absolutely unacceptable for members of this community to bully, harass, or dox players for their general uh, for their gender. It shows why there's so few women in this sport. We have to do better, not just for women and girls playing the game right now, but for those growing up watching us. So definitely part of it was that it was a woman. 
Absolutely. For sure. Some of the stuff that you can look up uh, is pretty gross. But everyone was very upset about this. And then something else happened. (laughs) Turns out that this person was not real at all. Turns Um, out this person was a dude. Well, I still can't even find because at first someone admitted that it was the player Punisher. But then I'm seeing that it wasn't even a pro player at all. But I can't find exactly. But basically Blizzard went back and did a background check and found out that they weren't who they say they were. Second win, the team apologized because they overlooked all that kind of stuff. Um, so it still doesn't seem they're well, they're never gonna tell you who it is. That person would be bullied endlessly. Yep, and um, absolutely and she, doxxed. She never played a game that they never played a game. Never played any of that stuff. Still has no idea. We still haven't released who it was. Um, but. Basically, now people are upset because it's going to make it even harder for women to get into Overwatch or esports at all. Yeah. Because... I, I kind of agree with that, and on the other hand, I don't. Um, because there's a, there's a couple other things we didn't talk about, like, after this this whole... Uh, what kind of started this whole hubbaloo... Hub, hubbaloo? Hullabaloo. That one. Um... <laughs> Was number one that they got there so fast, and yeah. which was rare, and of course also that she was a girl, and girls aren't good at video games. But also, um, when when she was trying to, she, in quotation marks, was trying to prove that she was real, they did a stream, and right. the everybody watched this person play, and this person was not good. Gotcha. Like, I didn't see. It, I didn't read that part. I heard that possibly it was the per, the the professional player playing or whoever playing that was good, and then someone was just giving the female voice over top. That yeah, that too. But they were watching her gameplay, the gameplay, or at least this one stream, and saying like, "No, this is this is not anywhere close to the aim of a top five hundred player." Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna help women at all. But I I also think that. This situation gets resolved really clear, really quickly um, when it's someone who actually has the merit and deserves to be there. Be like, oh, like it happened earlier. Uh, there was a there was a Zarya player. I think she was Korean um, who who uh, people had only seen streams. And she was so good with her Zarya beam that everyone was everyone was saying, oh, she's aimbotting. She's aimbotting. No one's that good, especially a girl. And then she went to a tournament. She sat down with a Blizzard team on somebody else's equipment and kicked everybody's asses. And then, right. then they were like, okay, this girl can chill. Yes, they have to jump through hoops, and that's totally unfair. Right. Um, but hopefully, the what I, I guess what I'm getting at is hopefully the more and more that it happens, the more accepted it becomes. And yeah. I, I, uh, hopefully it changes the culture a little bit. This yeah. was an unfortunate example. Uh I, I don't think everyone's going to be quick to be like, oh, we got another Ellie happening now. Someone's yeah. pretending to be a girl, blah, blah, blah. See, I think I got to agree. This is just a quote from someone named Liz Richardson, who is the managing editor at uh, Overwatch Score, which is the Overwatch esports site. And like, I just got to agree with this. She says, I am several goddamn thousand levels of livid about this Ellie situation. People involved aside, this stunt will have lasting ramifications for any woman, non-binary person trying to get into contenders. They will all be subject to LOL, are you real harassment. 
Like, yes. I think that's just going to be, this is, yeah, it is going to have lasting. Like, everybody's like, the gaming scene has been pretty bad. Twitch had to, like, insanely change whole things because a Hearthstone player was black. And the, the chat was so bad that they had to change, like, their whole system for, for what things were. Like, it's terrible. I think there's a mix of just just in the wor- in the world of gamers, like, the idea that you don't use your real name a lot and then you're streaming online where people can be assholes and they don't have to show their real identity because of so much of gaming takes place online, not in real life. It allows people to just be terrible. And we know, like, because of past things and Gamergate and just reading comment sections, I mean, Overwatch has had a character come out as gay and the comment sections are just terrible, like abysmal. It's, I don't know. I think gaming is like, has like a really long way to go. Oh, absolutely. Even compared to other things, like a lot of things have a long way to go. I think gaming is even farther behind. Uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't argue that for a second. Yeah, I don't know. Clinton, you got any words on that? Do you think this is going to be worse for gamers? Do you think it doesn't, or for female gamers? Do you think it's not going to matter? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a strange situation. I think it's not good for yeah. It's not good. It's not a good look for the community, and it's mm-hmm. not a good precedent to be setting. Of yeah, like this. Oh yeah, this person, this lady's really good. Oh, just kidding. She's not real. Like right. it's obviously not like what anyone needs or wants mm-hmm. what the whole point of the stunt was makes no sense to me like why what was even the point of this yeah were they trying to prove that gamers would be sexist or were they trying to no one needed to prove that right yeah i'm not quite sure exactly yeah. what this person was doing but it's like when terrible people are terrible that's awful when terrible people are terrible and then they somehow end up being right it's like the worst because they're going to be right not a lot of the time but it's going to like Make yeah. their bias is stronger. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Hopefully, excuse me again. I've just been burping up a storm today. Girls, keep gaming on. Yeah, yeah. Like, We're yeah. in your corner. Like it's it's even just wild. Like um, I was the esport I watched the most was Hearthstone, and like there that's just like because a lot of times there's like the argument that boys it was more acceptable for boys to play video games before women. So they have like these skills that they've been doing their whole time, but Hearthstone doesn't even have aiming skills if you want if you believe in that theory or whatever. And it's there's strategy, not a yeah. single there's like not a single uh woman in any of these tournaments that like tries. So there's a lot of female streamers and there's becoming more and more. But I don't know. It's weird. I don't know many esports players that are women. I'm not a big follower of esports I mean, in general, but there are none in Overwatch. Uh, yeah, I have never seen one in a fighting game. Uh, yeah, they're just not. I think there was a pretty famous StarCraft one at some point, but that's the only example I can think of. Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I, I'm looking. There's there's a good amount if you search them. They don't make anywhere near the money that the men do. Um, StarCraft Two has. This a player named Scarlet has won quite a bit of money, but it's wild. All right. Anyway, so that was just a weird story. Yeah. Overall. <laughs> um, and and that's it for news. Well, you so, buried the lead. Soldier seventy six is gay. Oh yeah, he's also gay. Was that? I don't know if it's newsworthy, but <laughs> there it is. There it is. Blizzard he, made a deal out of it. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think they did. No. Everyone else made a deal about it. Yeah. It's literally like one paragraph in the whole story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyone else made a big deal out of it. Some somebody um there's I guess I'm not quite sure. I have very little knowledge on this, but I, I did see someone tweet about it. There's a website or I'm not sure if they created it or if it exists, but you can put some keywords in and it will show you how the if the internet is reacting positively or negatively overall. And it got a pretty like positive score. Like I think most people say on, I think it's just Twitter yeah, reactions it, and And it's just the thing that like if you look like the ratio of anything that's posted about it, like on Facebook or whatever, there's a lot of likes and loves or whatever, and the people that are in the comments are just terrible. But yeah. there's not as many compared to all the likes and loves or whatever. But I don't know. If you want to quit because the character's gay, please go ahead and do so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want a I want a year where every character comes out as gay. Like every character that they put out in a video game is gay, just to get all the terrible people off of video yeah. games. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's gay. Everyone's a gay black woman. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just one year. Every main character is a gay black lady. You don't even have to say gay. Just say non-binary and people will run. Yeah. Just like a, yeah, just like a queer like <laughs> person. And then they're done. They're out. We can make gaming better. And then we can get it back to having diversity, and then every once in a while there could be like a straight person. <laughs> but like just one year, every game, just Halo comes out and Master Chief is black and <laughs> bisexual <laughs> and a lady. <laughs> Seven foot tall Amazonian yeah. woman. Yep. Just yep. kicking ass, taking names. Yep. And that's and and bone in the man. arbiter. Yep. And the arbiter is also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we need it'd be great yep so all right we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll be back with uh something i'm very passionate about hey everybody welcome back to game goose before we left i said this is something that i'm passionate about and it is i talk to, i yell about it at my wife all the time and she does not care <laughs> <laughs> but that is difficulty in games um, I think this is a pretty interesting conversation. I hope we have an interesting conversation about it because it's such a big part of game and game design. I and hope it sucks. <laughs> well, I, you know, I just hope we don't be like, oh, man, I heard Dark Souls was hard. I did cool. hear it was pretty hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, you know. That, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah. I've never played Dark Souls, even though uh, someone who listens has always tried to get me to play. I mean, um, we can start there in that. Some some games are so renowned for how difficult they are that they scare people away. Like I don't I don't have time to be that frustrated right now. Yeah, it's it's and I think that's just like a fine line between a challenge and frustration too. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I don't know I don't know how we should start this. There's so much really to cover about how difficult games are. But do you like it when games are difficult? Do they just frustrate you? Is there like a certain level of challenge you enjoy? Have you ever played a game that was too easy? I don't know. There's lots of questions. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, personally, I only play games to relax. Mm-hmm. I don't really do play games for anything else. Like, they're a fun thing that I do to unwind and kind of kick back and have fun. And when things are on the kind of fa- harder end of that spectrum, I do get frustrated, mm-hmm. and then I am not relaxing anymore, and I'm not having fun, and I usually turn it off. 
And I know there's definitely been times we've been playing Overwatch where you're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, if I get frustrated, I know that I like it's not going to be good for me. So I just yeah. have to take a step back and yeah. do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Overwatch can be interesting. We can talk about competitive games at one point. That's a whole nother yeah. side of it. But um, for but me, yeah, so. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's like, I don't know, there's definitely like things that go along with that, like games, and I enjoy games that are difficult, and I enjoy the challenge, mm-hmm. and like beating that challenge is like, it's a good like brush uh, for your monkey brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, like, it's not like, I'm like, oh, I just want to put it on the easiest difficulty and just... Right play through it and there are games that i do that like i'm not saying i don't do that and i think that should always be an option in games for it to be just kind of like a i just want the story like i just want to play this to have fun and i want to see this like how this goes for these characters like i just want to like have an interactive story i don't want to have to fight 16 bad guys that the only way you can kill them is by headshots and you have 15 bullets right like I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> spend six hours playing the same three-minute sequence. Uh, but people do enjoy that, and that should be an option as well. Right. Like, that should always be an option. And I think there's this, like, thing that's been happening where games have to be harder. Right. And, like, games have to have this weird difficulty i think that dark souls kind of inspired that yeah because there was like a couple of years where everyone's like i think we made the dark souls of platformers i think we made the dark <laughs> souls of this thing yeah. like they would just use dark souls almost as a genre yeah yeah we've talked about this yeah. before dark souls like and roguelike yeah and how games kind of inspire genres yeah um i like i like a challenge i don't um for sure like i've never played dark souls because i guess that's like one of the hardest games you know yeah um, but like Cuphead, which was the Dark Souls of platformers, I'd beat that and I really, really enjoy something like that. Like I definitely took a break after a while, but it, it it's good. And I think one thing that I like that's difficult, I think, as a game designer to do is if you're making any game that has any kind of difficulty is to have that perfect like ramp up. Yeah. And I think Cuphead does it super well. Like it's always difficult. It kind of starts out like to give you a yeah. baseline that this is not just a fun, easy game. Yeah. Um, and like ramps up. But it's also interesting because Cuphead just kind of reminded me of old games when games weren't super long, so it'd make them difficult. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't beat them. Like, yeah, so you only have to, to like throw your quarters in the machine. Right, yeah. So and I only got to like level four of that Lion King game, which was a children's game yeah. that had an animated lion, but it was so hard. Like, and it reminds me of that. And it, it, I think that's also just coming back that people did enjoy those games because games got easier as they got longer. Yeah. So that you felt like you were getting your money's worth. But No, I think it's an interesting, interesting idea because the kids that were, grew up playing kind of those harder games, mm-hmm. the arcade games and the shorter kind of NES games and stuff. They are now the ones that are game directors and right. stuff on games. So they're the ones calling shots and like, hey, let's make these games from my childhood again. Yeah. Man, I can't even tell you how many times I played the first four levels of, first three or four levels, depending on how far I got, of Lion King. <laughs> and I would just do it over and over and over. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I remember like the 
the like look of it, but I don't remember any of the gameplay. Oh yeah, I could. I remember that <laughs> really well, but I did play it over. I remember over. Aladdin throwing apples at people. I, I mean, I, I think that. we've talked about this before. I think Video Game Donkey has definitely talked about it. Yeah, um, he just put but, out a new one about difficulty, but I can't remember exactly how it was. But the first uh, one was really good. Oh, I don't think I... Yeah, I'm talking about the first one, but yeah. uh, I, it also, it just makes sense um, that, you know, video gaming, uh, video gaming on a mass scale largely started uh, pay-to-play in arcades. So mm-hmm. if you made your game too easy... People are gonna beat it and stop playing it, especially if it was just a single player, uh, you know, not not like attacking you v somebody else. Um, so there was incentive to both if you couldn't make it long, make it hard, or you know, uh, if you if it was long. To, to, <laughs> There's so many. That's what she said. That uh, sorry. Phrasing. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, th- it was it, it was uh, pay to play, so they they wanted your money and right. It, they couldn't just have you walk away from a cabinet, a game cabinet that should realistically, like, I don't know what that, the lifespan was, but if you made a good one, I'd say three to four years, you know, Probably more before another that. one co- or more. Yeah. Yeah. Way more. Uh, Probably more okay, on the order co- of like a decade. So, so yeah. you got to build, you got to build this thing to last. And, uh, but it can't be so hard that you feel like you have no hope also. Yeah. And there has to be, yeah, a way to beat it. Right. Because you gotta like get your name on that leaderboard, right? Yeah. Well, you can get on the leaderboard without beating it. No, that's well, yeah, true. But yeah. Um, but like that's like that's like a thing. Just that's like I thought Cuphead was so good in a way that it shows you how far you got in a level at every time. I think there's like little tricks that designers can do to keep you going. Yeah. And like Neil, you've played it. That. So at the end, it will show like the length of a level, and then there's a little flag at the end, and it shows Cuphead like running through it to show you how far you got. And there's times yes. where like your feet will be like dragging the flag, <laughs> like you're barely touching it, and you're like, "Oh man!" Like if I just needed to hold on for like a little bit longer, yeah. and then you'll play it again, and you won't even get even close. But then you you know that it's like within reach. I think that's just such a tough thing to do. It's just got to take insane testing and just like. Yeah, people being like, uh, "This level's too hard. This one's not quite up to the state like to get it right." Because like one of the most the worst things for me is difficulty spikes. Yeah, like if a game's hard, that's fine, but don't make it like easy, and then suddenly there's just something that's impossible. Yeah, like Ursula. Yeah, like Ursula. That I've only quit two games because of <laughs> difficulty. Ursula and Dishonored Two. Did you play Dishonored Two, Neil? Nope. Beat one. Yeah. I liked it. I liked Dishonored one. Thought it was pretty fun. Thought, thought I'd check out two. And there's this clockwork level that is just like what? your brain doesn't work. Oh, it's just the like, way they want it to. I don't think no. It's not like a puzzle or anything. It's just there's enemies that are impossible to kill. You have to <laughs> stealth around them, and they're so easily. Yeah. And I just was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not gonna do this. Like the game Dishonored one isn't hard. Like sometimes you'll die or whatever. But it's not a difficult game. And then suddenly in Dishonored 2, there was just like one level that I was just like, what? And I told Courtney, she was like, oh, yeah, that level sucks. I hated that level. But she really enjoyed the game. It was like, I wanted to get past it so I could do the rest. He's like, the rest of the game is like the beginning. Easy, of the game. Easy, yeah. She's like, just that one level frustrated. She said she had to like look up guides and stuff, which she never does. Yeah. Like if something's difficult for her, she just is basically usually done. She's yeah. like hard games. And it just... It was like a wall in my enjoyment, and that's like the that's the worst. Yeah, for sure. 
So there's like difficulty spikes, but then there's also things that have like weird uh, kind of design. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically of Oblivion, mm-hmm. where you can just get out leveled by the enemies because everything scales with you. Right. Uh, but you can level in kind of weird ways. So, like, if you end up leveling your athletics and your uh, speech, yeah, your speech, things like that, uh, you might end up way behind in combat and mm-hmm. then never able to catch up. Right. Which is like a weird form of difficulty, just in a way of like, it's difficult to know how to approach leveling your character. Right. And it's difficult to actually level efficiently in that game because mm-hmm. you have to like, in order to get like full uh, worth out of like what you're leveling, you can only do like certain things. Right. Because if you do too many things spread out, then you the way you level it doesn't end up being... Right, like you kind of need Max. like a you kind of need like a a focus, and then you feel like you got to focus in the right places to yeah. be able to progress. Yeah, I think it's, that's interesting, and I think that gamers in general want games that you can kind of do anything any way you want. I think that's really hard, and I think that's yeah. why people like it. The only two games I can think of, and I think that's why they're so well liked, is Fallout New Vegas. There were so many different ways to approach every level. You could usually talk yourself out of something, or outsmart people or go around through the door that had a computer on it or pick the lock or sneak through or fight through and i think that's why people really like the game is not people say they like um dialogue choices is what people think or what they say that they like about it but i think it's more action choices (laughs) in a way that yeah you can there is a lot of different ways to talk your way out of it yeah but really you don't have to talk to the guy at all you can blow his head off or you can sneak around him or you can set yeah. a grenade in his pocket <laughs> yeah people want to play people want to play role-playing games and be able to role play yeah do whatever you want and then the other one that does that really well uh was uh deus ex yeah that's i know neil you tried to play it but you felt it was like a little stiff yeah i just can't do it yeah i'll get I back loved, to it i I'm love not, that I, game yeah. uh, um, i didn't but, like fighting in it there's almost too many options See, that's yeah. what I love. See, if you didn't like the fighting, you don't have to fight. Like, that's a game where you can do Well, no, anything. I did have to fight. I'm, like, struggling to get through, like, the tutorial, like, the <laughs> opening missions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Neil, what are, your, what are your thoughts kind of on difficulty and, like, how, like, what does it play into your, like, how you approach and, like, look at games? I think every gamer has a avenue of game they're willing they're willing to struggle with like i'm never gonna want to beat i'm never gonna want to dive into a racing game and beat the fastest car or like on the hardest track that's never gonna appeal to me but uh you i'm talking about we were talking about celeste earlier you can put a really interesting level like puzzle in front of me and i'll spend an hour just going nope dead nope dead until i my brain just needs to solve that puzzle um, I've also, uh, I've gone through countless first person shooters, uh, on, on veteran or whatever the hardest mode is just because I like to find out how do I survive this? How do like, where do I need to hide? Where's my cover? What are the shots I need to make? Um, so I think everybody has their tick that they're willing to put up with frustration, knowing that, you know, the wave of relief and satisfaction they get 
once they beat it, it's going to be worth it all. Like, for Dan's, it's, it's platformers. Uh, I'm, Celeste has kind of opened my eyes a bit. Uh, I'm willing to try Donkey Kong, what is it, Traffic Freeze? Yeah, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Really good. Which you say gets really hard at the end. Uh, yeah, it's I, not as hard as Cuphead, though, and you've played a lot of that. Here, I beat it. I beat Cuphead on easy, though. I didn't know everybody was doing normal. <laughs> well, what happens at the end? You can't progress to the final battle if you've only done it on easy? Yeah, you need to get... I need to go back through and beat, well, all the bosses. I need yeah. to get all the bosses on normal. I was, like, getting frustrated because I play platformers all the time. Like Neil said, it's kind of my jam on, like, something that I like the challenge of. And he was playing, he was, like, whooping me on how far he was getting. <laughs> like, he was so far ahead of me in progress. I was like the hell i was like does neil just not like these games because they're too easy for him <laughs> and eventually he got to the final battle and was late he was like well let me go forward because i did the whole thing on easy and i was like oh, oh. i was like there was one that game made me quit for a little bit on one boss and he was like yeah it was hard but not too bad <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but, I, like, but i i definitely like that it's coming back um i think there's something to be said over over making a game that you market as difficult but manageable rather than buying a game and say, okay, I want to play this on hard and super hard. I like that there's a market for, uh, like, there is no easy, but we think the difficult we gave you, difficulty we gave you is both challenging and will be rewarding, mm-hmm. and which doable. is incredibly hard yeah. to do. Yeah, no, I yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, and I was thinking about it, as you guys are talking, like there are games that I play that I find challenging that I enjoy playing and I go back to over and over. Like The Witness got to a point where it was difficult and there are puzzles in that game that I still haven't figured out. And that game, I mean, I feel like that game has like... That game and Factorio both have really good kind of ramp up mm-hmm. in difficulty. Uh, and Factorio is not an easy game. It's not a hard game, but right. it is like a lot of management and resource management and kind of knowing how A and B fit together to make C and how C, D, E, and F fit together to make G. Yeah. And so it's a lot of like knowing how things fit together, but uh, in building, compiling, and compounding. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that there are those like you're saying there can't be that spike right like it has to have a nice difficulty curve to it and a mm-hmm. progression to it and, and if I, you get that wrong and either it's the progression is too slow or the progression is too quick people at least i know that i notice that kind of stuff yeah oh but. definitely yeah like uh and i don't want to like say difficulty difficulty spikes is what i mean like like a, almost like a wall like something yeah. that's so suddenly difficult like i don't mind like a roller coaster kind of thing i think that actually helps build a narrative in a good way um and i think oh yeah and it makes yeah it gives you a chance to kind of relax and kind of and i like games like that and like i think final fantasy i'm playing 10 and that's definitely a roller coaster kind of feeling because you i think uh, you get to a boss and then after there'll be like this calm and there'll be cutscenes, and you're going you're fighting the people the random encounters and then you Kind of get to a boss and it goes up and yeah. down, and I really enjoy that kind of. I think thing. the roller coaster metaphor is pretty good, uh, or visualization. Also, because uh, you factor in like you know acts of a game 
And typically you're going to build on your skill set and learn more and more things that, you know, go with what you've learned and learn how to chain it all together. So, you know, your first, you start kind of, you start parallel with the graph and then you start slowly going up as you learn new moves and you have to Mm -hmm. chain them together to kill different enemies. And then you hit a boss and you've got to put everything you've learned together and make it work and, you know, defeat someone that's harder than you've ever than you've ever uh, fought before. Mm-hmm. And then you go down a little bit. You've you've mastered these techniques. You have a new skill set. Uh, you're, you're fighting the same enemies. You're a little stronger than you were. And then all of a sudden, you know, you gotta, you've got to adapt to something new, whether it be a, you know, a movement ability or, a, or a, an enemy that can do something completely out of the blue to you. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you start going up again and you get to another boss and, and so on and so forth. I think that's a that's a pretty common way of doing. It. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and there are, you know, I think platformers usually have more of a ramp that every level gets a little harder and everything gets a little harder. And I think things yeah. with narratives tend to have a little more roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, like you like you're saying, there are things that are easier and harder for some people. I find platformers fun and I like the reaction time and all that kind of stuff and I can I'm pretty good at it. I'm not the best. I'm not gonna join a speedrunning challenge anytime soon or beat Cuphead in a couple lives or whatever. But like you guys are talking about for, for about puzzles. Like those are not for me. And you're like I'm almost like, oh no, am I not gonna like Celeste? <laughs> you know, because I tried the witness and immediately yeah. I was like, Nope, not for me. I love the witness. Like I just did not find any I don't find any enjoyment out of like I shouldn't say any enjoyment. There's some puzzles I like, and I don't mind them, like yeah. in a Zelda game or in Elder Scrolls. Um, but like a pure puzzle game, I am out. Man. <laughs> like I was instantly out of the witness because yeah. I didn't realize it was like it's purely a puzzle thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the whole thing is just puzzles. And one thing I don't like, and if people like it, and people will not. I don't like it when you have to like do a piece of a puzzle in one place and then walk back to the other place and do it again do something and then walk back to the first place, like change like that was definitely a witness thing. Cause it has like those wires that There's light up. not like really back and forth. It's just, there is for me. Cause I'm bad at puzzles. <laughs> that might be why, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> but like, and like uh final fantasy 10 has these like temple things where you have these puzzles. And every time I hit one, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> like they're, they're fine. They're yeah. not the hardest thing, but there was one I was about to like, throw my controller the other day i was like they have a button that you press to reset the puzzle and they put it right next to the exit of the, the level and i figured figured out the puzzle did the extra thing to get the extra like special item yeah and which messed up the puzzle again then you had to fix it to like make it back and i was like sweet all done you even got the extra thing and I was walking to the exit. I stepped on the button, and it reset the whole thing and locked the gate. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go back. And I knew how it worked, yeah. but I was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> it was like one where you had to put something in there. It opens a door, and then you go in and get a thing out, come out. And you have to take it to like close the door yeah. and set it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That was, and it, was not, it wasn't super hard. It's just frustrating when like puzzles are not for me. Yeah. I think a better a better uh, example for me than than racing games uh, would be anything anything timed. I don't don't put a timer on me. Don't put a ticking clock. I'm gonna you're gonna stress me out. I don't get to think about things like a. I don't get to like analyze it as I enjoy doing it. Um, th- that's you saw why that with I Overcooked. Think, 
You panicked oh. quite a bit. It was great. I uh, yeah. Uh, that's part I of the really, fun of that game. I like that game because I mean it is all panicking, but yeah. uh, man, the ticking clock is what gets me. Uh, so whew, like that, and that's kind of why I don't like platformers. Like once you get to the moving stages, get uh, game over. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. yeah, moving stage can be a little difficult. Um, I think yeah, I, I can feel that. How do you feel about like a Mario game that gives you like so much time? Like there's time, but there's a bunch. Oh that yeah, that I mean that's fine. You can, yeah, yeah that that's fine. For sure, um, we kind of I uh, talked about puzzles in Zelda, but I think there's another thing that's coming along with Zelda. Um, it, and I think Zelda also fits the the roller coaster really well. You do like a temple or a boss or whatever, and then you're out in the open, especially Breath of the Wild. But I think something that's coming back is Breath of the Wild, and hopefully maybe some other games is this kind of toning down on hand-holding and more of, like, go do whatever you want and figure it out. And I don't know if that kind of relates to difficulty because I don't think Breath of the Wild is super hard. And and actually, this kind of goes along with um, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is not hard at all. But it definitely is. There's a lot of, hey, figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Do you guys think that relates to difficulty at all? Or is it, like, a different side of difficulty? Like it depends kind of how your you how your your lizard brain works, because I mean when I start Stardew or any game like that, I'm thinking like how can I be as efficient as possible, and then I'll mm-hmm. kick myself down the road when I realize oh I could have just all I had to do is this A right. and then I would have had so much of B right now when I really need it the most. Yeah, I like. But games I don't like think that, that's necessarily also... difficulty. That's true. That's just game knowledge. Yeah. Courtney, like I said, Courtney's the only person. I think I may have said this last week or I may have told you guys in private. I can't remember. But she's like getting frustrated with Stardew. And I'm like, you're the only person I've ever met that gets stressed (laughs) out playing Stardew. And it's because she doesn't know what to do. And for me, there's definitely like a freedom to that. But I'm also somebody who'd be like, okay, how do you do this thing? Or what exactly do I need to do? And I'll look it up. Where, like I said, she's not a game guide person, usually. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I don't think there's... She also said something funny yesterday. No, two days ago, while we were playing Overwatch. She was like, I don't ever play video games to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I was like, yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess she, she has a lot of story games. Like She likes to telltale stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those aren't difficult or anything like that, but... I don't play video games to relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only reason I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can do both. I like a challenge. I like a Stardew. Like, yeah. Stardew is like, one of the most relaxing games of all time. Actually, like, I think, just talking about difficulty, there's a whole spectrum of very <clears throat> easy games coming out, too, that are well-liked. Like, Abzu, you can't die. There's no real gamification to it. You just kind of go through this story. Yeah. And it's really nice and calming. And you just can't, you can't lose. You just kind of do it. The difficulty setting on that is like zero. Yeah. No, I think that's a symptom of just anyone and everyone being able to make the games that they want to make. And yeah, some people want to make games that are known as being difficult. And some people, yeah, just want to make what they had in their brain and want it to come to life. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. I, I think there's there's just a certain itch everybody is willing to have just mm-hmm. just so they can scratch it. 
in terms of difficulty. There's so much a person will put up with because they really like the game they're playing to get the satisfaction of being able to say, I beat it on hard. Or just if if that's how their game is, just to say, I beat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Like, it's it's interesting because when I'm done with a game like Cuphead or Donkey Kong, my next thought isn't like, all right, what's next? My next thought is like, all right, I need something like a little chill. Yeah. (laughs) Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I like games basically, except for puzzle games, um, like across the board, like Abzu was one of the, was a surprise for me. I really enjoyed that, but I also play, you know, whatever. Um, another part you were talking about Factorio is an interesting thing. I didn't even think about cause I was looking for a relaxing game and I started playing city skylines cause I thought that would be nice and relaxing. So I found out like my brain doesn't work like that at all. And that game <laughs> is so hard for me. I love that game. <laughs> and it's not hard. <laughs> I, my, like you said, like you're talking about like how things work yeah. together and stuff. And I could not get it. And so I, I played it once, yeah. failed. I was like, all right, I just got to start my town out smaller. It was kind of doing okay. And then I came over here and your roommate turned on his. And like he has like a city with like millions of people. Yeah. And like intersections and the way his highway works. I'm like, I don't even know how he'll I t- he'll explain it to think you. about he'll that. He'll tell you how he got his civic engineering degree from city skylines (laughs) like it's wild like it looks like a real city oh yeah like i can make like a small town with like a grid like i can make i can make like the east side where we live of lansing (laughs) like just but when you start doing the highways and stuff like man no yeah it's it yeah that game ramps up pretty quick actually as far as like you have to know what's going on and you Mm -hmm. have to be on top of it yeah, and if you're not, bad. then you have sewage backups and you have trash backups and mm-hmm. like, wait, trash? We're I unlocked a trash building. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember struggling the first few times I played it until like figured out like, oh, like you have to be on top of this. Like when it unlocks, you have to be throwing it in your city. Yeah, yeah. Like, people are, are going to be demanding it. Yeah. At that point. That was wild. Have you ever played like you did? Did you ever play SimCity or anything like that, Neil? No, I haven't. Oh man. City Skylines, it was fun for a hot second until I realized I was trash at it. I, had a I lot really of... don't. Go ahead. I, I'm not good at the, the manage your resources games. Yeah. Resource management is my like bag. I love that stuff. I can only do it in civilization games. I can't Because it's not really managing. It's just getting the most of all you can. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at Civ. I cannot think strategically enough for those kinds of games i'm not i like strategy games i'm just not good at them neil's so much better than me at them like he always beats me in any civ game i I need i need time to like think things out it's a rev is nice because it's a turn base so you can like yeah yeah but i need like days half hour turn (laughs) (laughs) that's like why i enjoyed diplomacy because like it's like here you have half an hour you have to go talk to these people and then i spend like half that half hour just going like what can happen like if this, yeah. if this ha- wait yeah. but if that happens like this happens like i was never very good at strategy games either like i loved starcraft when i was like younger yeah i didn't really have a handle on it really though i can't do real-time turn-based yeah because that feeds into my love of complicated board games yeah um well i but just want I, oh sorry go, go for it okay Okay, um, uh, unless you had something more on this, I was going to say you brought up uh, difficulty in multiplayer games. Yep, which that's I think what we I was going to move through. on to. Hey, look at us, segueing together. Yep, um, but I, not I think, because we fucked each other up. 
really bad I, <laughs> yep. I think this is a more this is a pretty simple conversation in that obviously difficulty comes from the people you're playing against uh, I think we can talk about Smash Brothers where we're mm-hmm. all at I think Dan and I are pretty close Clinton you're you're up there but we definitely have some friends who just don't have the the knowledge of Smash Brothers that we do which translate in, translates into skill and then on the flip side of that you have we were playing a lot of Overwatch, but any shooter you have will have a competitive mode with a ladder oh, where for sure. difficulty definitely comes into play. Yeah, it's interesting because like I definitely like while there's always who you're playing against matters and there's ranked, you know, matchmaking and stuff like that will kind of get you in some ways. But I think that games do it differently as far as how hard they are. Smash Brothers is interesting because I think that anybody can play it like it's really simple, basic moves like you can tell somebody how to play in a couple like a minute you can explain how each character works yeah basically but if you're playing with somebody that's better or worse than you like it's just pretty obvious right off the bat but um then there's like difference like i think the battlefield multiplayer games are so much harder than like halo or overwatch like there's like different levels of how exactly hard a game is in, in competitive, even if it depends on who's with you or not, you know, like if I play on a battlefield game, you can get killed in one shot in that game. And which... I'm totally the opposite. Give me a game where I can die quickly, but I have more options and how I live than halo where I'm just a bruisey tank. And yes. it's that, that is so much harder to me than battlefield or call of duty. I like halo, but, See, Halo's easier to me because it's like, as you're getting shot, you can be like, okay, this is happening right now. Your brain has like at least a second to realize that it's happening and you might be able to react. Or if you die, you can at least be like, okay, I didn't react fast enough. That's what this gun feels like. You know what I mean? To be shot. Where sometimes it'll just be Battlefield and I'll just be dead. And then it's like, okay. And it just shows somebody off in the distance and it's like, all right. And the other thing that's harder for me is like any game that uses real guns uh, cause there'll be like four different snipers and it'll be like the M one nine five and like, I'm like, what is, what sniper was that? You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. opposed to halo, it's like sniper, shotgun, pistol, <laughs> battle rifle. Like I like the simplified guns more than battlefield where it's like, all right, which pistol's the best? And they all have different weird letters and number combinations. Yeah. You prefer a game where everyone's on an even playing field. Right. I prefer something different where while everyone is even, I can choose to live, I can choose to go uh, about the my gameplay differently than you. Maybe yeah. you have extra armor and you you can fix vehicles really quickly and you have a large machine gun, but I've got I've got a s- tiny little SMG with a silencer and you're never going to see me hiding in the corner. Yeah. I guess it depends cuz like that like that's like the loadout way. But it's almost like, because like, I like Overwatch. Obviously, everybody's different in that. And you get to pick yeah. how you want to play and who you want to play. Um, but, and Halo messed with, like, loadouts. But it never got super involved. And I think that was almost, like, the downfall of Halo is, like, they just put a couple toes in as opposed to they either need to go all in or not. Yeah. I think a lot of difficulty in multiplayer game comes from just kind of the latter that you're talking about and i don't know specifically <laughs> how some games do it but i know that dota has this league has this it's called elo or it's called elo i think mm-hmm. actually it's named after a guy named arpod elo 
and it's built the the system itself was built for chess mm-hmm. and it's what chess uses to score and rank uh chess masters mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it starts at i think 2000 or 3000 or something uh and the better you are the higher your number goes up uh and so it must be a thousand because I think master like rank like the top chess master is over like th- like thirty three thousand one hundred right now and it's like the first time someone's been over three thousand one hundred in a long time. Uh, but it's based on like if you play against someone, if you win, your rank goes up. If you lose, your rank goes down. Yeah. Uh, and that's like how it it like how it is in it. Our pod. Elo, I believe is how you say it. I don't know how you actually say it. Uh, built this for two-player games, for single person versus another single person. And it's been kind of adapted and used for Dota right. and League of Legends. And I think Overwatch does this. I'm not positive how theirs must works. Be somewhat similar. They have a skill rate. Right yeah. yeah. But I don't know how much it really applies to kind of multiplayer team-based games. Because the system is built for a single one-on-one kind of system so if you beat someone your score goes up or if you lose your score goes down based on your own merit Uh, whereas with team games it's kind of you can get stuck with a bad team over and over and over i mean it's not likely to happen uh, but if it did then your ranking could go low uh, I mean, then you could easily build it back up because then you're playing with players that are lower than you. Uh, but I think it's just an interesting idea that they've taken this uh, 1v1 kind of scoring ranking system and applied it to team-based systems. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of different... There's one called There's one called True Skill. Um, this guy has a whole con- con- uh, explanation of them. So ELO was one of the first ones, or ELO. And then its drawback was a player who just sits back and doesn't do anything. Um, so it would not go up or down because yeah. if you never play. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they had one called Glico. Um, and that's used for two player. And drawback was if they had teams, anything like that. So Microsoft created one called True Skill that I guess a lot of people use. So um, people use true skill for a lot of them. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is a true skill, and Counter-Strike uses true skill. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a good conversation that we could have maybe even a separate thing mm-hmm. where I can research that. and Matchmaking, yeah. Figure out how matchmaking works in a lot of games and kind of go over. And yeah, it's interesting. Because I think that just difficulty in multiplayer games is really an interesting thing, and I think it kind of make or, can make or break some people's enjoyment of it yeah i mean i i think you're uh, the more we talk about it i realize you really you're fighting three things if you don't have well no even if you have a team you've assembled yourself you're fighting your own and your teammates performances mm-hmm. uh and how consistent they are from game to game matchup mm-hmm. to matchup you're also fighting your opponents, whether they change or stay the same, they're going to play differently every game. They, mm-hmm. they might be hot, they might be cold. And then on top of that, you're fighting the system. So, like, I know Overwatch, for example, uh, and we won't go too into this, because I think this is a great episode, actually. Uh, you, get, you get winning streaks and losing streaks that eventually cap out, but, like, 
if you lose three in a more three in a row, you will have lost. Uh, if you lose three in a row, you're gonna lose more SR as if you were to lose draw, lose draw, lose draw. Right. So like draws giving you zero, but you just losing and then drawing and then losing and then drawing. That three losses in a row will take you down farther than uh, uh, not back to back losses. Yeah, I would like There's... to talk about that sometime. Like talk about matchmaking in general. And we can talk about skill rankings and just like good matchmaking, bad ma- matchmaking. Um, but we should figure out what we were in Halo Two and what like high was. Yeah, I'm not sure how we could ever figure that out. I wonder if there's like a site, something that might have a track. <laughs> Some there's always random sites that will track yeah. your stats. Um, but I did want to talk about Overwatch one more time, real quick, about uh, difficulty in a way. I think that a lot of people are playing that are playing Overwatch have, are not into other competitive games. Um, I think one of the reasons is a lot of the characters don't you need to aim. And there's a lot of different characters that do different things and you don't need to be... There's a lot of different skill sets involved. And they're not all Call of Duty, Halo, Battlefield, aim, shoot, click for the head kind of people. I think that's one thing. Um, I think the other thing that makes Overwatch really well is they. it's a feel-good game. And this is, like, I think what got Courtney into it is even, like, they get their metal system... Their their like ranking system, their level system, all kind of is always positive, like even if you're not the best player. So like, you know, the metal system works only for your team. Yeah. So even if you get stomped, and it does kind of eventually once you figure it out and you've been playing for a while, it does almost flip in a way. Um, but even if you get stomped, you still might get a gold medal because you did the most damage on your team. So then it feels good, like, yeah, we lost, but I was the best on my team, you know? And there's only six players and three medals get handed out. Five. No, no, I mean three, you have gold. Oh. Yeah, there's different yeah. Um, sections, there's five different. Fifteen medals get handed out for yes, between yeah. six people. Yeah, exactly. And so there's there's gold, silver, bronze. So 50-50 chance you're going to get a medal in any of the five areas. Yeah. So it's like you're walking away, you have all these awards, and like, so it's just going to make you feel good. Later on, after you kind of figure it out, it can be bad. Because you're like, oh, I have the gold with two kills. <laughs> and I'm a healer. Like, come on. Like, that can yeah. it eventually turns into a negative in a way. But when you first start, you're like, yeah, I've got the gold, man. You know, things like that. When you lose, it doesn't we'll lose or win. Their little bar goes up and da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it will show you, like, how well you do versus other times you play. And it's I think it's always in green. What? The writing is always in green to make you think that you have done better than you have at your average. Have you ever seen it not in green? No. It's, it only yeah, shows it's, up when you do better than average. It doesn't even tell you when it doesn't? Yeah. yeah. So it, oh, it's constantly always making you feel like you've done something well. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting game design choice and a smart one to make people want to play. Yeah. No, yeah, I think yeah, that's an interesting idea, too, of like rewarding mediocrity yeah yeah and it changes it it doesn't change the difficulty but it makes it feel less difficult yeah. when you're like i'm accomplishing things yeah it really really does it's a pretty feel good game for a competitive because other competitive games you can jump in and you're just dying you have you look at the scoreboard you just have zeros <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like it can be and the other thing is if you do one damage to a character and then someone else does 99 damage or percent damage you still get a kill in Overwatch. Yeah. 
which there's no like assists really. I mean, there are, but it'll still put your kill count up. So I, they're smart in the way that they've designed their competitive game to not feel so difficult to play. Yeah. I don't know huh. if any other game does that. I'm yeah. Sure. I'm sure there are. Yeah, there. somewhere. But Halo, you could just play and then walk away with zero, 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 zero. <laughs> and just be like, oh, all right, that's cool. just how Halo worked, right? <laughs> you just have zeros across the board. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You can, and like, it's interesting. If, you've, if you're bad at the game, if you feel like you're going to die, play a tank. Yeah. You'll at least be alive for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's uh, pretty interesting. I do like that. Um, I do have like a short story I want to talk about difficulty, unless you guys have anything else to close out. Nah. Um, so one thing I do like, and I think that not a lot of games have this to my knowledge, but I don't play a kind of game like this. So I know in Skyrim it has it. I'm not sure if the other Elder Scrolls games have, have it, but there's a difficulty slider, which I think is pretty cool. Because there's definitely times in um, Elder Scrolls where, uh, like you were saying, Clinton, like how the, everybody levels and stuff. Like if I'm a mage, sometimes I can do like a buttload of damage. So it can get kind of boring. So you can tick it up a little bit, just a little more. Or, you know, if someone just wants to play for the story, they can slide it down. And I like that it's a slider. Um, but one of my favorite things you ever did, because the first game Courtney ever got into was Skyrim. Because it wasn't super difficult. It had a great story, things like that. Uh, my roommate and I, one time when she was late, coming home from work or she was at class or something we logged into her game we put it all the way up (laughs) (laughs) and then we saved it and closed the game (laughs) and she came home and we sat in the hallway and we uh waited for her to start it up and she was just she wasn't anywhere like super hard so it was like perfect because if it was like a dragon it almost would have been pretty noticeable like whoa you know what i mean but she was like in this temple where she was going to talk to somebody and then their guards were going to attack her. So it was like the perfect amount of like, how strong are these guards? And we could just hear <laughs> She was in there like, what is going on? Like <laughs> getting frustrated. <laughs> she was getting frustrated. She was like, this is super. And then she, she beat it and then she walked out and then like we came in cracking up <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, I couldn't let you keep playing like this, but we turned it all the way up. And she was like, I was wondering why those guards were so freaking hard. I was like, dang, this lady has some intense bodyguards. <laughs> she was just so kidding, like, wow, dude, this is tough. Like, just under her breath and stuff, too. It's so perfect. I wish we would recorded it. But that's a fun little harmless prank to play on somebody if you ever get a chance to just bump up the difficulty. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, Dan, what was your, uh, when we were playing Halo 2, what was your gamer tag? Ooh. It must was have it? been uh, DRC. How do I, how do I spell that? D E A R E S E E. And I don't know if I had thirty two or three two nine zero at the end of it. I think it was three two nine zero. Are you seeing if you can find our uh, rankings? Boom, DRC Danny. Yeah. Why did I have Danny? I was an adult. I guess I wasn't. My first you were an adult. We weren't adults. We were in your mom's basement playing Halo. Yeah, for sure. That's well, another. Sorry, I'm gonna derail your guys' conversation because I don't think it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, being able to change difficulty mid-game, I think, yeah. is an important thing for me. Yeah, personally. I, I can agree with that. I, I like it. Yeah, because like it, like I said, if I get to a point that is too challenging, mm-hmm. or like I end up breaking controller trying to play 
uh, Uncharted, then I can <laughs> change the difficulty, which that was on the lowest difficulty, and I was just caught in a room and couldn't yeah. get through it. But uh, yeah, no, I think being able to change difficulty is a good design choice, and I, I understand why some games don't have it, but I wish yeah. that all games did. I rarely touch it. I'm more of just yeah. a, I'm a medium guy all yeah. throughout or normal, whatever yeah. you want to call it, uh, mostly. Um, I don't think I, I don't really like to turn the game down to easy because I have like a pride thing in me. I don't think <laughs> I've ever really done that. Um, but I definitely have played like an Elder Scrolls or something where I'm just like flying through and I'm like, you know what? These guys need to be up, a yeah. little harder. Um, it's been 10 hours and I haven't died. Right. Yeah. It's like, and you're just like flying through everything. Did you find our rankings, Neil? No, I can't find rankings. I just found like match histories. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, that is difficulty. Uh, what's the hardest game you've ever played, Clinton? Uh, ooh, uh, like Uncharted's the only thing that's ever made me get so mad that I broke something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, Neil, what's the hardest game you've ever played? And it wasn't hard uh, until that point. Yeah. Like it was just game. like one thing I could not get through. I'll give it to either. You know what? I, you know what? It's Majora's Mask. Oh yeah, I never played that one. It is the entire game is a ticking clock, Dan. With the moon coming down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it I'm is my it worst. Is, it is both my worst enemy and my favorite game <laughs> game franchise. <laughs> um, I guess mine's interesting, like because like Cuphead was difficult, but I beat it. And then I've quit two like those two games that we talked about, Kingdom Hearts one, yeah, because of Ursula. And then um, I'm sure I could have beat the Dishonored one, but I was just like, this is I'm not even enjoying this game that much to begin with, and yeah. I'm already mad in that. But then I'm sure like if I really went back, it had to have been like one of the Sega games I had, like yeah. Lion King or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of even like what's the hardest game that I've enjoyed and beat, and I. I'm also terrible at Tetris or any game like that. Yeah. So that might be hard, but that's just hard for my brain. Like, <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah. But I also can't, like, stack pans in my cupboard. So <laughs> that just might be <laughs> something I'm not good at. <laughs> Spatial, like, Courtney's like, the small pans go in the big pans. I'm like, no, they all just go in there. <laughs> they just, I know they go in there because right. they've been in there. Right. <laughs> can, can you pack a car well, like, on a road trip? Um, no, he can't. <laughs> I mean, I've never really done because usually, like when we went to Bonnaroo and stuff, we had that van that was so big we could just throw everything in the back. I've never really had to pack anything like super tight. You're gonna be a horrible father. <laughs> what? Are, what are we doing? What do you mean? <laughs> what kind of weird dad skill is that? We're gonna go on road like, trips all the time. Yeah, that's they don't exactly leave their house. It. They're not gonna it, go on a road trip. Yeah, <laughs> it is a dad skill. <laughs> and kids, today we're going to. Morrowind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the approach we're going on. Dad, what's wrong with her faces? <laughs> yeah, right? They're weird faces. All right. Uh, any last uh, things to say, Neil, over there? Nah, that's it for me. Um, that, Yeah, that's it for me. I'm not going to add a but, and now I'm adding a but then. It's done, Neil. Stop. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, you are just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a difficulty for Neil, not adding another sentence. It's okay. I had that hard time. I have a hard time doing that too. 
Uh, Clinton, any last words for you? Uh, yeah, what's difficult for the goose is difficult for the gander. <laughs> it's probably easier for the gander, though. Yeah, yeah, for Teamwork. sure. Um, Teamwork just, makes the dream work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kneel it real quick and add a, and but this almost, this actually kind of goes with our achievement thing because there's always if mm-hmm. you if you want things to be a little harder you can always go for those achievements yeah um which we talked about last week if you didn't join us check it out uh other than that you know go do something difficult or relax and play something easy it's all up to you yeah you know yeah. there's lots of games up there for all kinds of people if you just want to chill and listen to some stardew valley music you can do that mm-hmm. if you want to play a game you can't lose that uh the new super mario brothers game is coming out where you can play a character that doesn't die when it gets hit by enemies or bullets you can do that too. Nice. Yeah. Who's or, this fucking his name's invincible? Nabbit. Nabbit. Yeah. And uh, you know, does he is, look cool? Is he a rabbit? Kind of. I don't know. Okay. I'll show you guys. Kind <laughs> of a rabbit or kind of cool. <laughs> oh, he's not cool. I don't think he's cool. But he is kind is of. Is it a like rabbit. Marks from <laughs> Kirby? He's very strange looking. But anyway, yeah, you can't die if you you know if you're having a lot of trouble with uh, that, or if you want to just. Eat Dark Souls and tell people. Do that too. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Play some games. Have some fun. Hit us up on uh, iTunes. Yeah, I want to hear what your most difficult game. Yeah. Your difficult triumphs were. Yeah, definitely. Uh, or you can email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. <laughs>